Okay, so we get back from Israel on Sunday night, and we just had a fantastic time uh, with our daughter and granddaughter, our son-in-law. Uh, we didn't really do very much. Our big outing was going to uh, the Koisal, the Western Wall, and uh, I'd, I managed to go out a little bit more. We went shopping one day. <clears throat> I went to my former yeshiva or Samer that had just opened recently their brand new base midrash or new study hall, which was remarkable. And I was always uh, keeping, you know, close tabs on what was going on back in Lakewood because our daughter-in-law was expecting. And my daughter had her baby a couple of weeks early if my daughter-in-law had her baby uh, early, then we would have jumped on a plane if it was a boy to come back in time for the bris. As it turns out, we get back Sunday night and Monday morning, I, I go to shul and I finish, I finish davening and I hadn't yet finished reading the Torah portion for the week. You know, there's a, a mitzvah there's a mitzvah to read the entire Torah portion three times, to read it twice in the Hebrew and once in a translation. So uh, the way my children and a lot of people do it is, that, is the translation's Aramaic. I read it in, in English. So I'd left a couple of verses over, and I, and I wanted to finish it. So I take out the Chumash, and I start reading it. And what is it all about? It's all about... Uh, Avraham circumcising himself and his new, not newborn, uh, his 13-year-old son, Yishmael, and all the people in his, in his household, all the males in his, not his house, in, you know, his, uh, um, uh, the, the slaves that he, that he owned, they also had to get a brisk millet. So, I'm reading about this. I finish the, that. It's right at the end of the parasha. I close the chumash. I go back home. I walk inside and my wife says, guess what? Javi had a baby boy. Ah, master. Yeah. So it was very, very exciting. And I have to say that having two granddaughters is very, very special. But for a father to have a, you know, you know a grandfather to have a grandson, I'm still coming to terms that I'm very, very excited. But to have it on the same Torah portion that discusses, you know, circumcision is, is something special as well. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about it. And you, I'm not allowed to invite you. There's a, I don't know what the reason is exactly, but you don't invite people to a bris. But the bris is going to be Monday morning. I can tell people, I can inform them when the bris is going to be. So, uh the bris is going to be on Monday morning at the Persian synagogue in Skokie. Rabbi Hamawi is the rabbi. He's also uh, the grandfather. He's Chavi's father. And he's also a Moel. He's also a person who is going to be get, doing the circumcision on his own grandson. Can you imagine doing a circumcision on your own grandson? Oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> Now, the good news is he's done it before. He has another grandson, and he's done one before. But he's done lots of done, done lots of presses, so I'm very, very confident. There are some people, by the way, uh, who do the, they, they do the bris miller themselves, the father. Father does it on their own son. 
which is exactly what Avram did. Avram did it on his own son, and Avram did it on himself. It seems that Avram did it on himself. Um, so wasn't he 99 years old when he did it? That's right. He was 99 years old. He, I hope, you know, he probably had a steady hand, you know. So, uh, so we've we have been studying the different mitzvahs. The second mitzvah in the Torah, the first mitzvah is be fruitful and multiply. That was given to Adam. The second mitzvah is the obligation of circumcision. So it says in the Torah, Genesis 17.10, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. So let me ask you a question. When it says every male among you shall be circumcised, normally when you have a mitzvah, honor your parents, keep the, you know, the Sabbath, you know, put up a mezuzah, we know who it's being directed to. Pretty clear who it's being directed to. When it says every male shall be circumcised, who does the obligation fall upon to do the circumcision? Who, who would you, who, what would you say? I would say that um, you have to find a moil, but um, if that's impossible, then you've got to make another decision. Right. So now let's say you've got a moil, um, but who's responsible for the, who's responsible to make sure that the circumcision takes place? The father of the child. I don't know, but I said, oh, you know, I was on mute. I said the parents and I said, we got to cut to the chase. That's no. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. Can I ask a question? Yes. Before I forget the question. You, 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 you said, now that I have two questions. When you said you're not allowed to invite us, does that mean you don't want to invite us or there's a law against? No, invite? there's a law. You cannot. All you can do is you can, you can say that there's Inform. a brisk taking. You can say there's a brisk taking place, but I can't call you up and say, Marty, I'm inviting you to the brisk. And why is that? I don't know. I, well, um, I want you to find out. I'm going to. I am going to find out. <laughs> I am going to find out. Here's my other. Here's my other question, and, and it could sound stupid. You did not know. Oh, Lou's shaking his head. You did not know you were going to have a boy. Uh, that you're. That's right. Is there a law in that? Is there a, you know for the very Orthodox Jews that you're not supposed to know? the sex of a baby before it's born? No, there is, in fact, uh, I know I know people who uh, absolutely find out because let's just say the grandfather lives in a different country or he's planning uh -huh. some business trip or whatever it is. If he knows it's a boy, then he's not going to make plans or he's going to make plans to be there, you know, when the baby's born. So, uh, I do think that the vast majority of people do not find out, and they and they also uh, they don't have gender reveal parties and invite you know everyone to come. In fact, they generally keep they generally keep it quiet until the baby's born. Obviously, people who you know see the mother walking around uh, will say you know will see that the baby's pregnant and the, and the word will get out. But yeah, people yeah. don't really talk about it. You don't want to bring an eye in horror. You 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 keep oh, no, things. Yeah, you keep yeah. you keep things under under wraps. Um, yeah, well, I thought maybe for the ultra orthodox, 
you're, there might be a, a law that a, we're not supposed to find. Yeah, out. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Why don't you find that out for me too? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that. Out. Okay, so the answer is that obviously the the obligation on getting circumcised does not fall upon the son. The son's only eight days old, so it falls on the father. What happens if there's no father? What happens if the father's not around? Well, the mother then. So then you is it the so the answer is that if there's no father or if the father refuses to have the breast miller, you know, there are some fathers who don't they want their children to have a breast miller, um, then the responsibility falls on the base then. The the rabbinical court, there the responsibility falls on them as representatives of the Jewish people who are ultimately obligated to perform the mitzvah. And in fact, the uh, the, the, it says the mitzvah applies in every location in all times. Women are not obligated to have their sons circumcised. Only the father is obligated or the based in in a case where the children have no, no father. So that's a, that's a very interesting discussion. What about when somebody, which happens, there are many, many, many people from the former Soviet Union who do not have a circumcision growing up. And they maybe didn't even know about it. They come to this country and they find out about uh, Bruce Miller. Then the obligation falls on them. The obligation falls on, on the person themselves. Once they become 13 and they become a bar mitzvah, then the obligation falls on them to have the bar mitzvah. Marty, what I, did you uh, want to say? I met, um, uh, the, they had an AEPI, uh, they were, talking about you know the pledges the new people that were going to join and um i met one of them and he was russian yes and, and i don't know you know me i'm kind of nuts anyways and and the conversation came to circumcision and he's jewish obviously and he says right. he was circumcised he didn't and former soviet union and he came over when he was i forgot when you know, not a teenager, but, you know, maybe 10 or something. And he says, no, Mike, we didn't have a, I didn't have a circumcision. So what's he supposed to do? It's upon him, right? Right. He has to have a circumcision. Oh, and okay. it's, and I know people who've done that. And, and it's not, it's, it's not, so there are, I mean, there are, you know, stories of, of real brave people you know, who were not allowed, you know, in, in the former Soviet Union, I think you were even punished if you didn't have a circumcision, if you, you know, if you tried to have a circumcision. It, it did, right. You know, yeah. we're, coming, we're coming up to Hanukkah, you were, you were punished by death if you tried to have a circumcision in the, you know, there are, there are many, many stories like that. Um, but the obligation, if you have not had a brismilla is to have it. I know there's, there's a rabbi who lives on our block who has done many, many, many circumcisions of, of adult men. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and doctors, normally they'll do it in a hospital. I know it's, uh, but it, the, 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 the mitzvah of circumcision uh, is very unique. It is one of the only one of two mitzvahs that if you don't do it, then the, the punishment is, the same as if you would do certain negative commandments. If, if there were certain things that you're not supposed to do and you do it and the punishment would be spiritual excision, uh, the, the same applies if you don't have a circumcision. So for every second, 
that after you turn 13, you don't have a circumcision, you are liable to this punishment. The other one is eating matzah on Pesach. If you don't eat matzah on Pesach, then you are liable to spiritual excision. So there's a connection between Pesach and, and circumcision as well, which is another fascinating discussion. So what about, I mentioned to you that it's the father's responsibility, but most people do not do not do the mitzvah themselves. Most people get somebody else to do it. Well, it's incumbent upon the father to find a way to have the child circumcised. Is that okay? So let me ask you a question. There's a mitzvah to put up a mezuzah. Do you have to put up a mezuzah, or somebody can somebody else can put up the mezuzah for you? Well, someone else can. What did you say, Mom? I believe somebody else can. That's absolutely correct. Let me ask you another question. Because Jewish men are so unhandy with handiwork. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. We hire people to do it. And, have, uh, and I agree with your mom. Okay, so uh, what about, uh, we, just finished, we just finished the holiday of Sukkot. There's a mitzvah to sleep in or to dwell and eat in the sukkah. Can you hire someone to sleep or eat in the sukkah for you? No. 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 Why not? You can hire someone to do a mitzvah. You can put up a mezuzah for you. You can hire someone to uh, do a bris miller for you. Why can't you hire someone to sit in a sukkah for you? Because to put up a, a mezuzah is, is something that it doesn't matter if you yourself experience it but when you sleep in a sukkah it's a different story okay what about for example uh uh putting on tefillin can you hire someone to you just you wake up in the morning you're really not feeling good and you and and you're not well and or you lost your tefillin you can't find it can you call someone up and say do me a favor I'll pay you. Can you put on filling for me? Are you allowed to do that? I don't think so. I would say no also. I would say no. Lou, what do you say? I wouldn't think so. I I would think that some of these mitzvot are incumbent upon yourself to participate actively in, and some are are not, don't have that same obligation. Yeah, I agree. And the tefillin, children be one. Dwelling in a sukkah would be another one. Um, that, that's how I would answer that. Okay, so you're but you're all correct. In but we wanted just we we coming back to circumcision because it's very interesting. There's two different opinions. The difference is that you're doing the mitzvah with your body. When you when you're sitting in a sukkah, you're doing a mitzvah. It's called a mitzvah shabagufoy. It's with your own body. <coughs> putting up a mezuzah putting up a mezuzah is not something that you're doing with your body it's putting it's, you have to have a mezuzah put up on your on your house you can get somebody else to do that what about the mitzvah of circumcision the mitzvah is <coughs> to circumcise your child uh, is that a mitzvah with your body or is that a mitzvah like a mezuzah, like a mezuzah. It's not your body. It's it's, yeah. it's another yeah. person's. Lose right. Yeah. So, I... 
So you can hire someone else to have it done. So it's interesting. There are, most opinions say that. But what about the person who does the the circumcision? Isn't there some laws about who he is and what he's going to do? Is he a Shomer Shabbos? Is he a from person it can't be just anybody that's right that's that's another that's a very good thing so just getting back there is an opinion there is an opinion that the obligation of doing the circumcision does fall on the father himself and he has to he has to do if he points a moral in his stead he's via is in violation of the mitzvah to circumcise his child um now if if he can't do it for whatever reason, so then the base then can appoint someone or or they'll do it. But that's just a just a very. Um, uh, what is the law about recently? And I've heard before that many couples want a doctor, a medical doctor, to do the circumcision in a in a hospital setting. That's right. That's right. And it, it doesn't even have to be a Jew. Is that possible? Uh, so, uh, who does well? If it's a, if it's incumbent on the father, then he can only appoint someone who is like him. Uh, I think that's a good question. I, Mom, that's a very very good question. Uh, what would happen? Can a non-Jewish, if there's no one else, you know, the preference would be someone Jewish. Look, the the person doing. The person who does the mitzvah, the person who does the 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 bris makes a bracha. That's right. That makes a bracha, and uh, and a non-Jew is not commanded in any of the mitzvahs. So it seems to me that uh, a Jewish doctor could do it. But he, there's a circumcision in hospital is not the same as a bris miller. There are certain things that are done in a bris miller that are that are different. And I'm a little bit squeamish, so I don't know, you know, exactly uh, what the difference is, but it's not the same. And what happens if somebody does have a medical circumcision, sometimes people will have a medical circumcision without having a bris and they don't have, they don't have a, uh, they don't make a bracha and they don't do all the other things. And then when they get older and they find out that it wasn't done exactly right, there's a certain thing that they have to do that qualifies it as a, as a bris. So I want to, you're raising a good question. We'll we can discuss this. Uh, what I wanted to share with you is the following, which is a beautiful idea, which I like about the Sefer Chinuch, is what's the purpose of the bris miller? Why do we have a bris miller? So I'll ask you first. What do you? Why is it that that God gave us the mitzvah of doing bris miller? Well, it was to be part of the tribe okay a significant something significant to be done to show your commitment to judaism excellent excellent okay um, is it maybe also to differentiate between excellent jews and non-jews that's right that's also very good um i have a question yes or i forget so um, let's say uh, later in life, not later in life, a Jewish woman marries a non-Jewish male. Right. 
and he is going to go through the conversion process. Now, is part of the conversion process a yacht? And if that person, okay, if the person is not circumcised already, okay, but if that person is already circumcised, is there a, a a, a ceremony to do yes there absolutely is there's a there is a there is something that is performed that's exactly right that is exactly right okay. and it can um that's a good that's a that that is a good point so i'm going to read from read to you from the safer he says among the underlying purposes of mitzvah we don't know exactly what the reason is these are ideas that have been suggested by the rabbis that make makes sense, is that he, just like both of you said, he wished to establish in the nation that he set apart to be called by his name, a permanent symbol on their bodies. So he wanted to, he wanted us to know that we are different to the rest of the world. And he, why did he, why did he do it on, on the reproductive organ? Um, uh, because that's the source of the perpetuation of the Jewish people. So we will remember that we are a special people and that uh, we should marry someone Jewish and we should continue the, we should continue the, you know, the, the, the Jewish people by remembering and reminding ourselves that we are different. And then he adds something else. He says, um, it is the will of Hashem that he, uh, Everybody should perfect their character. Uh, and that's why he did not, cre did not create us perfect. And, he, and he, uh, he made us in a way that we needed to, do, to have a circumcision in order to indicate that just as the completeness of the form of his body is accomplished by man, it's also within his ability to perfect the form of his soul by refining his deeds. So it's a reminder that we are a separate people, but it's also a reminder that we've got a job in this world to do. Just like we were born incomplete, we are also incomplete in our mitzvahs and in, in the good deeds that we do. And so it's a reminder every time you go to a bris, every time uh, you, know, you look at that part of your body that you, you remind yourself of that. Now you're going to ask a question. Well, why is it that men, you know, have that and not women? And I don't have a full answer to that, but I can just say that this is another reason why we say that women are on a higher spiritual level than men. And there's no, if there's any discrimination, it's, it's, that, it's that men are on a lower level. And the reason why they have to do more mitzvahs and they have to have something on their bodies to remind themselves is because women already have that in their mind and they they don't need that constant reminder they they remember it it's only men who are sometimes forgetful that we need to remind it be reminded of ourselves so i must say that uh i'm going what i'm going to do is <clears throat> i'm going to uh i'm going to end the recording now and then i'm going to show you a picture i don't i don't i don't want to because i'm going to post this online <laughs> Anybody wants to see a picture of our grandson? You can you can contact me. But uh, it's a it's a good introduction to this new year. That the purpose of all the mitzvahs and the purpose of learning Torah is not an intellectual in exercise. There's lots of 
you know, very interesting intellectual exercises we can go through. But the purpose of learning Torah, the purpose of learning every week is so that we can perfect ourselves, become better people. And there are many mitzvahs. For example, we are in the sabbatical year this year. I don't know if you know that. Right now in Israel, there's all kinds of rules about what kind of produce you can eat and what produce you can't eat. All the farmers are let, lending their, their fields like fellow. That teaches us lots of lessons about how God provides us with our sustenance and, and whether it's once a week on Shabbos or it's once a year, once, uh, once every seven years on Shemitah, we need to, to remind ourselves that we, we can do all the work that we, that we can and we do have to work. But ultimately, our pranasa, our livelihood is in, is in Hashem's hands. So that's, that's what we do mitzvahs for. The mitzvahs remind us that we are imperfect and we've got lots of work to do. And that's why we keep on learning. We don't, we don't stop. Simchus Torah is an amazing lesson that you end the Torah and you begin it on the same day because it, it never ends. There's, you you, you always, that's right. You always, you come back, you learn it and you, you learn more things. Okay, so. Uh, let me stop the recording.